This is Bill Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, a short podcast about all things terrorism-related. I'm really pleased to announce that after almost 40 years in the nation's capital, I have decamped to a smaller town, much smaller town, about a half an hour south of Ottawa with my wife. We now have sold our house and living in a smaller house, more attuned to our needs. And so this is the first podcast from my very brand new home. I'm very pleased to be able to continue to offer you some thoughts on terrorism and on occasion on intelligence in general from my new home. If you've been reading the news at all over the past, say, couple months, maybe a year, year and a half, especially the Western media, you would come away with a very strong impression that when it comes to terrorism and violent extremism, the biggest thing we have to worry about is not Al-Qaeda, which is still around, or Islamic State, which is still around, Donald Trump's crowing about having defeated it and destroyed it notwithstanding, or Al-Shabaab in Somalia, which is still around, or Boko Haram in Nigeria, which is still around, or any other Islamist extremist group that is active in a lot of countries around the world. No, you wouldn't worry about those, because if you read the media, it's all about the far right. We, as Western countries, appear to be, if the reporting is accurate, on the cusp of a wave of terrorism committed by all sorts of groups that get subsumed into this very general description of the far right. Some are white nationalists, some are white supremacists, some are neo-Nazis, most are anti-immigrant, many are anti-Semitic. The list goes on and on and on. And there have been all these this reporting, uh, which is quite dire and, and quite alarming, about how the U.S. election, which is just about two weeks away now, is going to unleash these groups onto not just United States, but their counterparts, some of which have links to the United States, some which don't in Canada and in Europe, are on the cusp of carrying out a wave of violent extremist attacks. And that our security intelligence services and law enforcement agencies are finally waking up to this notion that it's really the right wing that is the problem. We've been focusing on the jihadis, the Islamist extremists, for far too long. It's about time that our boys in blue and our men and women who work in the intelligence agencies realize that the scene has shifted and they should shift their investigative focus to this new reality. Well, you know, if you've been following me over the past five years or so since my retirement from the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, you know that I talk an awful lot about terrorism, and more specifically, I talk mostly about Islamist extremism for a couple of reasons. One is that's the file I worked on when I worked at CSIS, and I'm a very strong believer in only weighing in on things you know something about, as opposed to something you pulled out of your nether regions, you know, first thing this morning. And secondly, uh, when you look at terrorism from a global perspective, looking at the planet, not just the, the three streets around your house, you cannot conclude in any other way but that Islamist extremism represents, as of October the 21st, 2020, by far the single greatest threat worldwide. Yeah, in some countries you'll see some differences. United States is a bit of an outlier in this sense, and that their far-right problem, which is very nebulously defined, is really worrisome. 
And I would be very surprised if my former colleagues in the FBI and CIA, more of the FBI because this domestic CIA, is, of course, is international, and their local law enforcement counterparts are devoting more resources to this particular aspect of the terrorist spectrum. But the news seems to tell us that that's all there is out there. Every article you read on threats to the West seems to say it's no longer the jihadis, it's the right-wing thugs. They're the ones against whom the resources should be devoted. They're the ones who should be monitored. They're the ones that should be investigated. They're the ones that should be arrested and charged before people get killed, like the plot against the governor of Michigan a couple of weeks ago by a bunch of right-wing thugs. I'm going to push back in a little way today, and this is not just to confirm or justify why it is that I focus on Islamist extremism a lot. Not exclusively. I do talk about the far right and the far left and other so-called single-issue violent extremists. I just want to share with you a series of tweets that I put out in the last 36 hours. The last 36 hours, October 21st and yesterday, October the 20th of 2020. I scan the news around the world on a daily basis, and I share with my followers on Twitter those incidents and those stories which I think are most interesting as they relate to terrorism and national security. Here's what I found in the last 36 hours. In Afghanistan, 21 people were killed in a terrorist attack in Takhar province. In Pakistan, there was an explosion in Karachi in which four people were killed and a further 30 were injured. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, an Islamic State affiliate known as the Allied Democratic Forces, they certainly are democratic because Islamist extremists don't believe in democracy, but anyhow, I didn't give them the name, freed 1,300 prisoners from a prison. In Afghanistan, there are reports that over the last three months, terrorist attacks have claimed 180 deaths and 315 wounded. That's in three months. In Somalia, the head of immigration survived an IED attack in Mogadishu in which passerbys no number provided were killed. In Tanzania, the Islamic State's Central African province launched an attack. No details on wounded or dead. And in Iraq, Islamic State killed three Iraqi Kurds up in the north. What did I find over the similar 36-hour period in terms of deaths and or injuries caused by the far right? How about none? Zero. Zilch. Nada. Not a single attack was planned or carried out by anything remotely resembling the far right anywhere in the world in the past 36 hours. And here I have at least 50, 60 dead and several hundred wounded by jihadis somewhere in the world. What does this tell us? It tells us two things. When you consider the scale of the problem from a global perspective, not a, not a neighborhood perspective, not a local perspective, you would be the most dishonest analyst on our planet to say that somehow the jihadis do not represent the single greatest terrorist threat in our world. The facts simply forbid you, prevent you from doing that. Secondly, while it is true that we do have to worry about the far right, even here in Canada, there are groups that are worrisome. And I'm sure my former colleagues at CSIS and my former friends at the RCMP are doing what they can to identify and monitor and investigate and, if necessary, arrest these people. But when was the last time you heard of a mass casualty attack carried out by the far right? Now, I don't 
know a lot about the far right. It wasn't my specialty at CSIS. I've admitted that quite freely. The last mass casualty attack that I can come up with anywhere in the world, I mean mass casualty, that was attributed to a far-right extremist. I have to go back to 1995, Oklahoma City, Timothy McVeigh packs a truck with explosives and takes off the front of the Alfred P. Murrah building, killing, I forget, a couple hundred people. 25 years ago. And yet attacks that are mass casualty occur on a weekly basis elsewhere in the world, carried out by jihadis, by Islamist extremists. So what's the lesson here? The lesson is the jihadis haven't gone away. They're not going away. They have not been defeated. They are just as lethal today as they have been over the past 30 to 40 years. In fact, in some cases more. And anyone who thinks we can just down tools on the jihadis to focus them exclusively on the far right, which, yes, demand resources, and rightfully so, is simply a very bad analyst when it comes to terrorism. That person is not taking into account the facts that are on the ground right now if you simply read the news. And again, I don't want to come across as somebody who is bemoaning, you know, past glories working against Islamist extremism for the security service until, until 2015. I recognize that things have moved on a bit. The far right, which we were not looking at much, if at all, in the early 2010s, must get some attention. No, absolutely. The fact remains, pound for pound, or here in Canada, kilo for kilo, Islamist extremists by far represent a more dangerous threat. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think? Do you agree with me? Am I off base here? Love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. You'll also find my profile on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content want to receive more, please subscribe to my daily digest. Go to borealisthreatenrisk.com provide your email address on the subscribe button. You'll get a free free sampling of all what I do, blogs and podcasts, to your inbox every morning. Love to hear from you, feedback on this podcast or on others, as well as suggestions for future podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.